Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Madame Perry's Salon, the cultural salon in cyberspace where fascinating people meet. I am your host, your cruise director, and your groove mistress, Madame Perry, but you can call me Jen, Jennifer, JP, Perry. It doesn't matter. What does matter, though, is that we are all here together to have a good time, and I am so excited about what we've been doing. Oh, oh! Well, I'll tell you what I'm excited about. So many people, when I was checking my stats tonight before the show, so many people have been listening, uh, and people can listen to this podcast, and it still doesn't cost you anything, on, on all kinds of uh, social media apps, I mean uh, podcast apps, everything from Apple iTunes, iHeart, radio, podcast, uh Spotify, Podbean, uh, there are some that I don't even know about, that, and this is a common thing for podcasters. We'll find out that we're on some podcast app and that's usually got a lot of advertisements said it, you know, but we don't know. But anyway, as long as it's out there for you, we've had, as always, I don't think, you know, we've never had a guest. We've never had a guest that we didn't love that wasn't fun. Um, some of the recent shows, we had Gina Sorrell on and she's the author of the wise women um that was on actually that was two weeks ago she was on uh, march 15th uh that's her new book the wise women it is fantastic uh you can see that i mean you get that book we had uh, a group from wild wild west con you know my favorite steampunk con we had madame askew and the grand arbiter wheeler stone uh Connie Gale, all Connie Gale, all kinds of people on that were makers, entertainers, performers at the Steampunk Convention there. And anybody who attended my, I did three presentations. Anyone who attended my presentation on Victorian parlor games, if you wish, I will respect your right to anonymity on those videos. I don't even have them, but if anyone sends them, because those parlor games took a life of their own, and um, it's pretty. I think word got around pretty fast, so we may do that again next year if they'll let me. Uh, Joe Symes and the Loving Kind from Liverpool, England. Uh, they were on last month, too, rocking it out. Oh, and some other guests of ours. Uh, I've got more stuff coming up. Arden Marine, you know her. You, probably, you might have seen her years ago on Mad TV, a lot of other things she's done. But she's also on the Netflix show Insatiable. She plays Regina Sinclair the real estate agent and a woman who stole an Asian baby from a mall when it was, well, when it was a baby. Uh, if you know Insatiable, you'll know it's that kind of, it's a wacky show. But Arden Marine went on, you know, last year when she put up her new, uh, had her new book published, uh, Little Miss, uh, Little Miss Little Com. She grew up in Little Compton and it's still a fantastic book selling big. Please get, get her book. It is crazy. And if you were a fan or say 
um, you had fans that uh, uh, friends or maybe family members. Now, some of the younger generation may not know her books as well, but you should. And McElroy has a lot of great books. She is a filmmaker with her husband. Well, or he passed, but uh, films. Uh, she's an amazing talent, an interesting woman. Um, her books had titles like Madeira. Um, let's see. Okay, they're going to come to me in a minute. But, but uh, after she was on the and a friend of hers, Wanda Lloyd, called in. They decided they wanted to do their own podcast. Best friend was co-hosting that night, and they said we were so much. And they have a podcast, and it's called Two Old Chicks Know a Lot of Shit. And so definitely get it. It's just them talking, and it's like having some great people riding the car with me when I'm listening. And then sometimes they'll have guests like other authors. I think they had Van Zant on recently. But, yes, two old chicks who know a lot of shit, which is Tina McElroy Ansa and Wanda Lloyd, uh, inspired by AFF Kenya. So we will take that credit every single day, even if we have to remind them. Which have homebound from the pandemic. There are so many podcasts that you can listen to. Just be entertained. Also, uh, coming up soon, you can also see on... On see the Madam Perry Salon page on Facebook and on Instagram, you'll be able to see who's coming soon. And as always, you can listen to it as many times as you want. Oh, subscribe! You can subscribe on any platform that you listen to, and uh, and review. You know, let me know what you do like. Let me know what you don't like and what you want more of. And that helps me to get the cool guests that I've had in the past. Uh, cool guests I've got coming up, and the superbly cool guests that I have tonight. Uh, she began her career on TV as a panel, uh, within a panel appearance on Oprah Winfrey, and that was the beginning of her on-camera career. Uh, she's, got, she's a lover of opera, ballet, has a Harvard degree. I'm talking this woman outclasses me already before she was even, uh, before I even well, I'm not even going to say because I don't want to get into my age thing very often. Uh, but anyway, this woman is incredible. Actor, uh, you know, it's like I'm thinking about, do I want to just keep on going on with this interview I have written? Or do I want to just say, get on in here, into the genie bottle of Madame Perry Salon in outer space, and we can talk about you. Please welcome, folks, actress. Daphne O'Neill. Daphne, welcome to Madam Perry's Salon. Oh, thank you so, so much. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I'm thrilled to have you here. Listen, I mean, come on. People don't expect, I may, this sounds like a, a left brain, right brain thing, and you've got it all going on, okay? It's with a Harvard degree, uh, opera, ballet. Um, you, One of your first appearances that really got a lot of attention, you were the postulant in the Sound of Music at Boston's uh, Wheelock Family Theater. And if I said Wheelock wrong, hey, blame it on my um, my native Georgianism, okay? And, and, and feel free to correct me. I don't get my feelings hurt. Uh, you played Sylvia and Two Gentlemen of Verona, uh, the Shakespeare play. You also uh, worked with Lee Majors. Uh, you know, no no small no small potatoes for you, Daphne O'Neill. And uh, let's see, played the victim of a terrified victim of a gun-toting terrorist. 
uh, which I think had to really be an Academy Award performance because I can't imagine gun-toting terrorists would terrify you. Uh, I got a feeling you've got enough (laughs) (laughs) and quick thinking enough. Um, But a lot of people know you as Marcus Cole's mother in season two, 13 Reasons Why, a very popular piece. So, yeah. yeah. Well, um, <laughs> well, I I appreciate the rundown. I feel very I feel very very pumped up now. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, yeah. It's it's been um, you know starting off, you know, in in the first place, I was a very very quiet child. So I mean, even through college, if anyone had told me any of this was going to happen, I would have said, "You got to be out of your mind." <laughs> so so it's it's really been quite exciting and. Uh, and I'm just, you know, looking forward to all the whatever's upcoming. I'm it's just such an exciting time for me. Oh yeah, no kidding. And by the way, folks, if you're listening live tonight, um, if you want to, after we get talking, if you have a question or a comment for Daphne O'Neill, you can give us a call. I don't think she'll mind. You can call in six four six seven one six nine nine two two. Blog Talk Radio assures me it is a toll free call. In the continental U.S., I guess that's the co- parts of the U.S. that are connected, right? Um, and <laughs> yes, yeah, six four six seven one six nine nine two two. Or for the people who have jobs, I don't know if you remember ever had or remember days like this, Daphne. But you know, sometimes people have a job where they can't call in, um, <laughs> and you got to be on the quiet. And in that case, you could just give me, send me a text message, or send your question by text to me on Facebook, uh, either through Madam Perry Salon or Jennifer Maudette Perry. And uh, I got a feeling Daphne's going to have a lot to say to you if you do. And, okay, now Daphne, I know this was probably unusual to you when my mega, uh, uh, when my producer, Megan Whitlock, uh, shared this information with you, but one of the first guests I ever had on the show Went back and told everyone, said, oh, Madam Perry Salon, I've been there. It looks like the inside of Jeannie's bottle. So that's why you see all the cushions around you and stuff. And just hope you're comfy. And I am just, I'm actually sitting here lolling back on some of these fabulous red velvet and silk cushions and just waiting for your next question. If I seem too laid back, just wake me up. <laughs> that's exactly what you're supposed to do. This is just a place of love right here. And if you don't mind, before you get too lulled back, if you could just do me a favor, could you reach over and open, just pull that beaded curtain aside because one of the most fabulous lady I know, my BFF, uh, former podcast host and will be again, uh, life coach, professional therapist, and... uh, is here with us. Please welcome. Hi, guys. Colbert. <laughs> Thank you guys for inviting me in the Genie Bottle tonight. I'm so excited to sit next to you, all with this silk curtain. So nice, so nice. Thank you. Yes, uh, Daphne, this is Kenya Colbert, my best friend. People think that we do every, that we, well, we do a lot of things together, or at least we did before. Um, I know. So, um, 
Stephanie, it's nice to meet you. I was just going to say, nice to meet you. I, I wasn't so. I, it's nice to have an unexpected guest here in the salon with us. I'm. There's always room for one more, right? <laughs> right. I'm always always say just make room for my hips because I'm a coming. I'm a coming. <laughs> Uh, so I can see I where saying, this is going, ladies. <laughs> Kenya, I was saying in the intro that, you know, after we did the show and with Tina and Wanda, they went on to have their own podcast. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, they so, did. I don't know. Should we ask them some kind of, Yeah, should we, get the, should we charge some kind of an inspiration fee or something? I don't know. Maybe we could have a group of podcasters. Right. I was just happy to be in the midst. That was a great show. So I love when you guys are on and I can come and just kind of be in the little corner, peeking out, seeing what's going on. Okay, and get yeah. to listen. To, no, really, because <laughs> like tonight, I'm so excited to hear all of it. You said Lee Majors, and wow, you stole my heart because I had a flashback <laughs> to my childhood. <laughs> I got to make oh, a $6 million dollar man. This is so cool. Well, <laughs> well, you know, when I first mentioned, when I first told you, uh, maybe it was about several weeks or a month ago, that um, I had met Daphne on social media, on mm-hmm. LinkedIn, and I was telling you, I mentioned it, and you were teaching in Atlanta City Schools for the uh, 13 Reasons Why when I mentioned that, and you said, oh, that got I a did. lot of controversy in school. I remember it very well. <laughs> so that's why I'm just, just excited to just just to hear, you know, your take on that side of this whole industry. Because it, it is. It's a huge industry, but I'm sure you have so much to share. I just want to sit here and just take it all in. Yes, so do I. Okay, so, ladies, so, you, you are inspiring me. I, I feel like interviewing the two of you about your backstory and where where you met and, and what you've lived through. You guys sound like you're amazingly close. Oh, we oh, are. Best friends. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, they still remember us. We've been on several. You know, I always say you don't know anybody until you work with them or yeah. live with them or travel with them. You don't really right. know. Yeah. And we've done all, well, we haven't lived together, but we've traveled and we've worked together. And I'm talking travel, road travel, plane travel. Yeah. Uh, Getting around. We, you should travel with us, Daphne. I should probably <laughs> take you up on it. <laughs> so, but, but, oh, God. Yeah, we like to make our guests happy, but here's the thing. we got to talk about you first before we get into any more about us. Oh, oh well, and by the way, as far and one thing I have to say, I have to say, now she's going to act like it's not true, but because um, if I say Kenya and I have been friends uh, for 22 years, she mm-hmm. likes for me to make sure that I tell people that I was her kindergarten teacher, okay? So. <laughs> <laughs> Mere babe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, babe, you ladies, all right. you are, you guys are... You're, okay. Go with the bit, Daphne. Go with you, the you bit. I think you are a show. I'm not sure you really need me on here. <laughs> oh, Daphne, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's get back to you. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. Take us on the road with you, Daphne. Okay, so, um, and which we do plan. Kenya and I and Megan are planning to make this a show on the road like, like, 
Welcome to Night Vale or stuff like that. But let's start with you. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start? Tell us about Harvard. Do you want to tell us about uh, being on the Oprah Winfrey show and what that was like um, in the way back? Let's, let's start with the Oprah. Well, okay. Let's go way, way back. Is everybody with me? Way, way yeah. back. You see the little Wait. stars and twinkling. Okay. We're going wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold, hold one second, please. Um, okay. If you could hold just one second. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> ah, yes, okay, yes. Perfect, yes. perfect. Okay, that's just the mood. So I was um, living in Chicago, and um, in those days, she, you know, they would like put a tag on at the end of the show and they said, you know, are you, I know they, they put a tag on and I was like, well, you know what, what the heck, I'll just call in. And, um, you know, I, I called in, I told them my story and they put me on the show. So, <laughs> so it was just one of those, it was a wow. weird kind of like, oh, not magical, but kind of like, wait a minute, how did this happen? <laughs> and That's um, magical. Yeah, it was really, but it was fun. I mean, she, I don't think I've ever seen anyone with a, like her spirit filled the entire room. I mean, you know, obviously you're talking about a a TV studio, so that's pretty large space. And I had never seen anyone with that kind of energy before. Um, Mm. And, you know, it was, it was kind of tongue in cheek. You know, I was a quote unquote snob because of the opera and ballet and stuff, (laughs) but um the audience didn't, you know, they didn't take it that way, and they were all really friendly and, and welcoming, and I was walking home, and these people drove up to me, and they were all all smiles and, and full of warmth. So it was really kind of gave me an idea of what it's like to be in front of an audience speaking, because I had already, I'd always played the piano, which is a silent, you know, you don't say anything, and then I danced ballet. So this was really one of the first times that I really spoke in front of people. And um, so that's what kind of, you know, kind of got the wheels turning. Well, maybe I should try this stage thing. So that's when I started auditioning for plays. Wow. And so you had never thought about being in plays before then? No. I, you know, as I said, I, I've always been artsy. So I started yeah. at the piano at five. And, um, you know, uh, you know, I just, I loved it so much. And I, I had a wonderful teacher early on. So that really kind of created a strong foundation. And then I started ballet at nine um, and, you know, performed at Nutcrackers and, and, you know, local ballet, you know, company uh, pieces. And and then when I was six or I was like uh, 14, I met my, because I loved ballet my whole life. I When I was a little girl, I would just read everything about a subject and then pester my parents for lessons. So... <laughs> So when I was seven, it was horses, and when I was eight, it was ballet. And one dancer that I loved reading about was called Melissa Hayden. She danced with the New York City Ballet. She was born in Canada. She started when she was 12. I started when I was nine, so I was like, oh, maybe there's hope, you know. So, um, <laughs> But, you know, amazingly, she came to our school to, to stage a ballet on our little company in Ohio. And she, I met her, and she was friendly and she was shorter than me, and and so it really kind of gave me this feeling anything is possible in life, you know, because I idolized her. Like anybody would idolize Michael Jordan or, you know, any of these athletes, uh, Kobe Bryant or someone like that. 
I absolutely just, you know, worshipped her, you know, from the books that I was reading and stuff. Then meeting her and, and, you know, seeing how nice she was and how down to earth, it really kind of kind of leveled things out, you know, and I realized that, you know, people are people and, um, you know, you, anything, as I said, anything can happen in life, just stay open. Okay. I like that. It, yeah. It, yeah. Stay open. That's, so that's yeah. Neat. Yeah. It's because it's, you know, you never know, and you might as well, um, you know, you never know. It could be joy. It could be heartbreak, but you might as well stay open. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Daphne, quick question for you. So when you decided, like, is that after that moment, is was that your main focus? Did you decide, hey, I am definitely going to do ballet? Because, you know, when you're a kid, like you said, one year I like this, the next year I like this. But right, it's true when you find the thing that you enjoy the most. Right, you know, you kind of stay with that sometimes. So I'm just wondering, were there other things that also caught your attention that you you? Because my kids were like, they were like that as well. I want to do this this year and this and next year, and but they weren't really good with completing it. So <laughs> we had a lot of half done things. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, I, I think I was a pretty focused kid. So, you know, the, the passion for music just was there and stayed there. And so I, you know, I studied right until I, I graduated um, from high school. And wow. the ballet, ballet thing is still there. I mean, I, I still ask me anything about ballet history or uh, it's just, I'm just a total nerd about that subject. So. <laughs> Um, that is cool. Yeah, so those things I, I definitely stayed with, and I kept studying. I, I kept taking class until I don't know until I was about thirty. I just was always in class at least at least once a week on Saturday mornings. I just never let that go by. It was just it's just something that you never kind of lose. I think um, wow. you know the dance thing. That's beautiful, really. I think I, I have to believe that you know with something like that is part of your. When you have a gift and an interest and stuff like that, where you feel your soul, I think that anytime people uh, disregard it, ignore it, put it aside for something else, um, and this is just my own philosophy, I feel like, you know, it it will make part of your soul wither if you don't actively enjoy and participate in whatever it is whether it's, it's whether it's dance you know whether it's ballet or singing or maybe you know even architecture or gardening i think once you know like you did you know what was in your soul to do what what you were good at what you loved and what just made you glow and feel alive right i that's true i mean i think um you know, that's 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 good advice for for parents who are, are hesitant about uh, having their children uh, enter the arts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and, and and also I wanted to say what what you said before: the, the stay uh, stay open. It's two words, and sometimes it just takes two words to be the most powerful. Yeah. Yes, good definitely. Point. Yes, I, I, I think that's true. Um, okay. 
now I'm I've got to make not too reticent for this show because <laughs> in most interviews that people just ask you questions and so I hope I'm not you know maybe a little bit too uh, laconic. <laughs> you know, we this is this is a convert. You know the, the reason I called it a salon is because I wanted it to be like the salons of the past where there would be a patroness of the arts and there would be. You know, musicians, performers, thought leaders of the day come in and share their work, right. share their thoughts, and what's going on. Um, and this is, I, wanted, I always want this to be like, like a comfortable conversation, kind of organic. I want to focus on what my guest is doing and what they want to share, but I also want them to be right. comfortable. You know, it's like I've worked, I mean, you've been in showbiz, entertainment business professionally for a long time. And... Um, I'm an entertainment publicist, so I know what it's like to put a client on a TV show, and I have to write the questions and the answers <laughs> to give them to the producer. So this is not right. like I'm happy to get the questions you want me to ask or information or talking points, but this is this is not a script. This is a this is us learning about you, and for people who are already your fans, of course, I know there's millions that are already your fans. They can get to hear you talk about other things, maybe that they haven't before. Or uh, new fans get to learn more about you. Well, it's funny oh, yeah. that you mentioned the the salon because I when we first learned about that whole you know the women in Europe who would invite the writers and and artists and people to their home for a bite to eat and and to have you know to discuss with like minded people. And I remember I was like maybe eleven or something, and I just thought that was the coolest thing. I thought those women. We're just doing the most amazing service, you know, for those creative people, even though it wasn't, I didn't think of it as, oh, they're creative like me. I just was like, that is just so generous, you know, and open. And I just thought it was the best thing. So when I saw that your show was called a salon, I actually started to mention that, but I didn't realize that really was your inspiration. <laughs> so I'm glad you yeah. it because it, it really, really, um, you know, really grabbed me as a kid, that, that whole concept. Oh yeah, and I didn't learn about it. I don't think that early, but um, but yeah, and, and to me that was like, oh, that would be such a goal. But to um, I can't. Maybe at that time I couldn't aff- if I couldn't afford it. I don't have all that many people around me, even before the pandemic. You know that close. But I've got cyberspace, and we can do it there, <laughs> and uh, and that's the beauty of it. So I can share. And I love how people come on and tell me, and, and Kenya too, especially because she's also a podcast host um, taking a hiatus now. But uh, <laughs> I think people sometimes like something that's not scripted, but there is information, and it's not too much lag. You know, like, uh, as, as Kenya knows, it's what I call them, like the smart-ass, smart-aleck people that just want to out-smart-aleck each other on the air. <laughs> Anybody yeah, can cuss, yeah, okay? But I want to know about oh. you. So, uh, I mean, you can cuss on here if you want, but I mean. Oh, you know my. I mean. <laughs> That's my inclination. That's okay. No okay. problem there. Now, what you go? Well, no forget problem. this. Okay, so um, I have to talk more about your um, – oh, I was going to say, can you well, – I've got to, I've got to promise um, – you were the only San Francisco actor I saw here hired for Ranch Studios Corruption dot uh, gov headlined by Lee Majors, Michael Madsen, Joe Estevez. Um, mm-hmm. What was the deal about the the San Francisco part? The only San Francisco actor, well, and was it a fun I, I show living, to work on? 
Well, I was living in San Francisco at the time. I lived in San Francisco for for quite a while. And, um, you know, so I think I answered some kind of casting notice. And um, I was expecting to get to set and see, you know, at least a handful of other people. And I, I got there and I was kind of like, where is everyone? <laughs> and, uh, oh, you're it. <laughs> <laughs> so it made me feel it made me feel good. I was like, oh, I'm the only one. <laughs> so, um, that was yeah, that, that was meant um, for you. That was meant for you, Daphne. Right. I mean, it, doesn't it? I mean, I think all of it is. I mean, in some ways, I almost feel like these things are planned out before before mm-hmm. you were born. But that that definitely felt like like almost all, every step that I've mentioned: the Oprah thing, the Melissa Hayden, the it's all just kind of like, wait a minute, where did this come from? <laughs> so, so, um, so I'm really kind of, uh, yeah, I, I do like to stay open to, to all kinds of ideas for sure. And, and what was it like to work on that? Well, um, we, um, I, they did a scene in a um, high school in somewhere <laughs> in a suburb in the Bay Area, and I, they they chose that location because. For some reason, at that high school, they had built a set uh, to resemble the Oval Office. And so my scene, you know, was to, I think I was an assistant to the president, something like that. And, you know, I was to walk in and, and introduce uh, uh, one of the, uh, I think, one of the diplomats. Um, and so that's really why they, they brought the whole production to San Francisco, just to do um, the Oval Office scenes. And Joe Estevez was the um was playing the uh, the president character. Was, was it? Was it? I'm not going to ask you for any dirt, but was no, it no. fun? <laughs> was it fascinating? You wouldn't was get it, it um... Jennifer. Let me just tell you, I don't do dirt. <laughs> I don't do dirt. I don't do conflict. I don't. I mean, I don't have people fighting on Instagram. I, I just won't get involved. <laughs> so, same here, same here. The only time I really had to pull a show before, after doing it, because, you know, the shows, we, we broadcast on this live, but, and then later it's available on everything. The only time I pulled right. a show right after and edited something was when someone made a call to a guest trying to insinuate something. Oh, that I, okay, let, let's leave this out. Everybody's got families. I don't know nothing, but uh, let's leave some of this out. You know, let's don't let's don't do this. Nah, not us. Not not in uh, Madame Perry's salon. Not in right. not in Kenya's world. Not in Madame Perry's world. Right. Not in Daphne O'Neill's world. We don't do that. <laughs> no, no, there's no there's no room. There's there's not time. If you spend time doing all of that, it's like. When do you learn? When do you grow? When do you create? I'd rather be doing uh-huh. that. <laughs> Man, you're a woman after my own heart. I promise you. I'm sitting here thinking, yes, somebody in the industry was not drama filled. Yes. <laughs> I know. When they mentioned that the President Obama is low drama, I was like, oh. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, I, I'm definitely low drama, no drama. <laughs> I yeah. Can, yeah. And I can see that because I remember telling Kenya, I said, he's always seen real, you know, steady, a little drama. And I told her, and then there was that one moment. Because I remember, Kenya, I was talking to you about it the day that this happened. Um, I think it was at his second inauguration or something where he's, 
there's a back, there's a shot of him from behind as he's about to go down, I guess, and do the swearing in. And I saw it of swagger. Nothing outrageous, <laughs> nothing big, you know, not a chewing the scenery kind of thing, but you could just, it was just a slight movement, but watch it, you could feel it, nothing. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, yes, have Please your pull. swagger. You do it for all of us. You earned it. <laughs> it's right. the street swagger, right? Only he could match it up. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. It was just a, the tightest of moves, but I felt, I saw it. You know, it's there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let the drama be what you get paid for, not, you know, that's what I say. <laughs> if I want to do drama, I'll put on makeup and go on TV. That's <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, let it, let it go, let it be. Uh-huh. Exactly. Thank you. Now, more on uh, now on acting. Uh, I like to think, and in the uh, movie, uh, the 2017 film Hope Dances, it was an indie fe- ballet feature oh. and all, and uh-huh. uh, and it's also dubbed into French. Um, but you played, uh, yeah. <laughs> Talk about it. Talk about it. Well, I just want. I, the most exciting thing about that, I will talk about it, but the most exciting thing about it, I've never, I had never been dubbed before. So I was like, oh, my God, I, I want to take a selfie with the actresses that did my French and Spanish dubbing. And just, <laughs> I just it's just exciting. Um, so I've been in love with French all my life, too. So, um, hmm. you know, it's even doubly exciting for, for that reason. But, yes, it was, um, you know, it was like a love letter, first of all, to the city of Santa Cruz, which is so beautiful, you know, so much natural beauty. And mm-hmm. I think the, the shot, I think, the you know, the producer and director uh, lived there, lived there for a long time. And so he chose locations that were just stunning. And, um, you know, it was also kind of a celebration of his daughter and her uh, love for ballet. And the um, the woman, the professional dancer from San Francisco Ballet was promoted the very next year to principal there. So all all good all the way around. <laughs> and That's cool. I played a news reporter who was kind of uh, folksy, let's put it that way. <laughs> and um, so a lot less sort of you know straight and narrow than than I would probably be in real life. But it was it was fun to do something that was a little bit humorous, a little bit comical, and um, I really enjoyed the um, you know the kids were you know some of uh, I really enjoyed the kids and working with Andrew, and it was, uh, I don't know, if anyone hasn't been to Santa Cruz or is thinking of coming to California, definitely check it out. It, it is just absolutely gorgeous. It's not just about surfing. It's the, you know, the the entire uh, uh, landscape is is just stunning. And uh, if you come to California, don't miss it. Okay. You got that, Kenya? I got it. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself when you started that conversation to ask me with, that was a little bit different. I was thinking to myself, I wonder if you've ever been offered a, offered a part or played a part that was totally you, and if so, was it something that you, once you tried it, did you decide that, hey, I like that side of myself? Or if offered that position, why did you decide not to do it? 
Wow. I see what you're saying. Um, no, I, you know what? I was just thinking, Kenya, that I would love <laughs> to do, you know, like a, an Alexis Carrington, uh, you know, dynasty type <gasps> of character that Ooh. everyone loves to hate and just, yeah. you know, that says things you would never say in real life. I am, I'm really polite and, and mannerly. <laughs> so um, yeah. I would love to do a role like that and just like, you know, have that sort of sly smile of, I know I'm not like this, but I am really enjoying doing this. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it, right? <laughs> I think it would be it would be great. So that's sort well, of that like the character good. played by um, Vanessa Williams in Ugly Betty. Oh yeah, something like that. Yeah, just just <laughs> someone who's just over the top and rude and you know exactly. arrogant and, and everything else. And, you know, just unconstrained, you know, and I just think that would be just a riot. And See, what about cool. the, what about the, uh, excuse me, narcissistic boss that says you played in the improv comedy <laughs> eight days a week? Ooh. Well, that's, I guess that's an example of, um, yeah. I sort of modeled that character, which is, I don't know, um, I don't know if anybody remembers Seinfeld. Do you ladies remember Seinfeld, the TV yeah. comedy? Yeah, yeah. they'll yeah. watch the and reruns. We do. Oh, yeah. I, I could probably recite some of those episodes. But <laughs> really? Uh, the character, I probably could. Um, um, you know, the character that owned the company that – oh, Jay, Jay Peterman. Right. Mr. Yes. Peterman. Right. Yeah. So I kind of thought of him when I was doing that because I just was trying to think of someone who just is so taken with himself he can hardly even hear when someone is speaking to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. so into themselves. Just uh, so that's what I kind of, of thought of as I was doing that. But um again, a lot of fun, right? Something you would uh-huh. never do in real life. Just completely right. disregard everyone else. And, you know, I'm firing this person and I'm <laughs> just like laughing about it, and, you know. It's just not with what anybody would do. So, right. Uh, yeah. So it's really well. Let me say that. Of... You know what, Daphne? I, I always have this thing where I'm always trying to figure out which came first, the chicken or the egg. And then in that, did art imitate life, or did life imitate art for these characters? Because Somebody somewhere is that guy. We may not like him, but he is really – there are bosses like that or owners who are so full of themselves, maybe not to that extent. It's comedy, so they made it really funny. But right. sometimes it, it it's true. Well, I don't know if you ladies – let's go way, way back to a show called Bewitched. Do you remember oh, that? Bewitched. Yeah, okay. Samantha. Samantha was my role model as a kid. I was like, she's talented, but she's not rude. She's not mean to people. Yeah, she's kind. Right. You know, she's a wonderful person. That's the way I want to be. You know. So, <laughs> but the character of Larry Tate, and my yes. siblings and I were always like, Larry Tate, what a joke. And then <laughs> you know, he entered the working world, and there are Larry Tates everywhere you look. I mean, just exactly. Yeah. you know, whatever. So that was a shock <laughs> to me. Exactly. To My that. point right. exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. But you know what? I loved Endora. I could be her. I could see myself oh. as a little kid playing that part. <laughs> really? Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I that's never tells knew. something about you, Kendra. 
yeah. you got that hidden. You got latent. I, just, uh, yeah. I don't know something. I just because she was so sassy. <laughs> I just learned this yes, about her. Were... No more sharing hotel rooms and food with you. <laughs> she was absolutely. She was, she, was. she was living full out, right? She never. She didn't hold what? back. Right, only because they had Samantha, you know, she was docile. She was this character who was very sweet, and and she always thought of, you know, being, and that I'm more, I think I'm more like her in real life. But when I think of that personality of her mother, I was wishing I could be like that because, man, I would turn a lot of people into frogs, I'm here to tell you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I would have done it. Okay, yeah, but, I knew yeah. you had it in you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that show. I'm glad, she's glad so to talk to you fan. Yeah, you know, she's so flamboyant. My mom didn't wear a lot of makeup and stuff like that, so she had all, all this extra makeup and these long dresses that were like gowns, and she would walk oh, around gorgeous. and just. Powerful. <laughs> I think I just aged myself really bad, though. Forget everything I just said, past. I love Bewitch. Everything's <laughs> safe here in the genie bottle. Everything's safe. No, Kenya, I know your mother did not dress like Endora, but she looked like she just walked off a dance show on TV with her hot pants and her long fringe. <laughs> I know. I love I pictures. Love That's pictures. The I truth. love them. I love them. She got the, yeah, the belt, the that. long fringe, hot pants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pick somebody. So that so you get, but you do get what I'm saying, Daphne. When I was just thinking about, you know, those characters that were so over the top, and we yeah. consider it to be a, a, an act, but somebody somewhere. <laughs> became that or was that and I could never figure out which one came first well that's interesting you've got an analytical mind you're like trying to figure things out. I just look at things and take them at face value that's really interesting you're trying to see yeah. behind things she so wears yeah, me I'm out yeah it's, it's funny but yeah but I <laughs> but and I just sit there and go uh huh <laughs> I was a little kid trying to figure it all out. I'm just, I mean, that that counselor did not just start today. It it was started long, many years ago. But I love watching people. That's why I asked you that question, because I was wondering if while you're preparing for a part or you're offered something, is there a part? Because, you know, you hear certain people say, hey, it's just certain things I will not do. I will not play that part. But then oh. you've got other performers that say, I became that part because I was so into my craft. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, uh, I mean, I don't think there's anything I, you know, would, would bar, as I said, stay open. Um I think um, I do have a commitment to um, <laughs> to you know representing sort of a, a people with a, a background that's closer to mine. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes those images aren't 
aren't so widely seen. So um, I, I definitely yeah. do have a commitment to that. Right. You can relate to that. Yeah, that that's understandable. Cool, cool, cool. I'm sorry, Jennifer. You guys, go ahead. I got all sidetracked in the left field. You know I can do that. <laughs> no. Well, that, I think Jennifer liked that. I, I told everybody that this is a freewheeling freewheeling situation, so anybody who's listening is prepared. Yeah. She, she's heard the show before, Kenya. She's prepared. Okay, good. And she's a professional, and she's done – I, I know she's done improv, so she can handle it. So <laughs> – most definitely. She's so, been to Harvard, got- Rogue. Okay, we're small stuff. Okay, uh, this, okay, ladies, at this time, yeah, I do have a couple things, uh, some more things to say, but um, yeah, you know how friends have, you know, sometimes it's good to have a balance in a friendship or any relationship that you have. So yeah, she's the analytical one, and I'm going to go, I'm the one that goes, oh, all right. Don't believe her. <laughs> do not believe her. No, I know, I know. She. She is Jennifer. I can and I don't know. I haven't known her that long, but I can tell she's she's always got you know her feet are always you know running always. under the surface. I know that. But she's persistent. Moving. Oh hi, hi everybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. She's right, a wheeler and a dealer, honey. She's a wheeler hey, and hey. a dealer. Hey, hey. Oh, oh, I got it. <laughs> We don't know. I don't know Daphne that well yet. She may never come back. Okay, so <laughs> you should well, always get really know the real heart. people. And she's a real really good sense of humor. She's going to change her phone numbers. What she's going to do? As soon as this is know over. the real person. Hey. That's what I say. Hey, what, I like I'm you, Daphne. To... I think it's time for uh, for us to. I don't know how how you're set, Kenya. You well, hell, you got a big kitchen. But anyway, um, I need another drink of water, and I'm gonna play a little uh, a little spot, just 45 seconds from some uh, from Sebastian Maniscalco. Okay. Light, and uh, and be right back with some water and some more of Daphne O'Neill and Kenya Colbert. Woo woo woo. I mean, the world has gone crazy, right? I mean, this whole pandemic, I I, I don't even know if I'm coming or going anymore. You know what I mean? But the one thing during the pandemic that I found out, right, that was a good thing was the Madame Paris Salon. I mean, this podcast, right, when you hear her laughing, all you want to do is laugh, right? When her dog's barking in the background and she's talking to the dog, I'm like, she's going to an interview. And I'm like, this podcast is the best podcast I've ever heard before. You know what I mean? All right. Is he through? Um, <laughs> you know, Mel actually, pay, pay him 10 bucks, they'll say anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. What a wonderful tribute to you, Jennifer. That must make you feel so good. That's yeah, <laughs> it does. I've also got some with Jack and Ernie and um, Charles and um, that too from them. Oh, that's uh, wonderful. That's lovely. I'd never heard that yeah. before. If only they were real. This is a guy that's going to do great voices. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Okay, yeah. Oh, I had Daphne. I had Daphne O'Neill's respect. Actress Daphne O'Neill's respect, and then 
and then I showed behind the curtain. So, yeah, well. That's funny. Daphne said, oh. <laughs> oh. Listen, Kenya knows I like living in style. I believe that you can uh, have style on a budget, uh, living cheap with style. Yeah, right. So I can't, I can't pay the – so that don't mean you can't get it just because you can't afford it. <laughs> Sometimes that does mean that you end up in jail, Jennifer. No, we have never been oh. in jail, Kenya. We have never been in jail. Never been in jail. No, that's true. We are too good for that. That's right. And you're too cute for it. So this, uh, or my, ne- oh or my nephew, my nephew Matt said when he was ten years old, and we're going to move on. Kenya, you don't ever bring this up again. He said, "Me and Aunt Jennifer have more in common than anybody in the family. We both don't eat mac and cheese. We both like our tea with no ice, and we're the only ones in the family that have never been in jail." So, <laughs> oh my God, and that was from a ten-year-old. So don't tell me kids don't know stuff. But anyway, <laughs> well, Kenya, if you, hear oh says, if you hear that voice that says you're muted, don't believe it, okay? So anyway. I'm back um, in my corner. <laughs> no, 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 honey. I love you, love you, love you. You better not. You better not. Um, Y'all are funny. Okay. Yeah, Daffy, don't you want to go on a road trip with us? Or No, that's right. You want to change oh, your number. I, <laughs> I think I might um, be a little bit too... Uh... <laughs> Too straight lace for you, ladies. <laughs> and oh, no, we're just, we're just we're just in withdrawals because we used to get together at least once or twice a week, and we haven't seen each other person hmm. in that almost two years or year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Oh, birth- not kind. No. Yeah, and in fact, for her birthday, I took her birthday basket and then set it on her front porch, and we sat and talked through the door. So <laughs> I know. Oh my She's such a good friend, such a good friend. Yeah. But, but Daphne, right. can I ask you something right quick? Yeah. Just a quick question. Since we're talking about COVID and with with all of the um, all of the filming and, and trying to work around that, how complicated mm-hmm. was that? Or did you guys go on a hiatus as well? And are we just watching reruns right now? Wait, what are, are you talking about a specific show? Yeah, Are your you, thirteen reasons. Oh, I I was I was only on that show in season two, and then oh, in season two, okay, right, right. So right. are they not right. filming anymore? Oh yeah, that show ended. I think it ended season four. I think it was. Um, so yeah, they they ended it in a nice, um, you know, they kind of a nice, neat and tidy way. And um, that must have been the year that COVID started. Um, I am not recalling at this point. I know it was, um, you know, the last season came out within the last couple of years, but I'm just kind of blanking on. Yeah, I guess guess you're right. It was 2020. Um, I was thinking it had to be. Okay. Right. But a a recent visit to set that I had, I mean, a, a job where I had to be on set, and even though it's, you know, two years later, they're still very careful. And people, I'm sure we, you know, people mention it in the media, but it's also just, true that every single little measure you know is taken um and you know the testing and the um mm-hmm. oh, the things not not a mask but it's the thing that goes over it comes down from the top i'm sorry i'm not thinking of what they're called anyway i guess it's, it's kind of like a dark later thing <laughs> you know what i mean it's just wow. like a screen that right and um 
just everything. It's, everyone's just so careful, and it's it's probably one of the safest places that you can can be is on a a TV or film set at this time. Really, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like yeah. Bubble. What about like? Do they keep you? Um, I mean, the only thing I have done because I do just background stuff, but the only thing I have done uh, was last year I did one day on games people play. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and they 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 don't even get around. It was a COVID test, and then they where we mm-hmm. used to all sit at tables, uh, like a bunch mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. They had these right. uh, like trifold plexiglass screens in front right. of us, so right, like right. three to a table, so nobody can breathe on anybody, and they don't even right. bring right. food, wow. nothing. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, they were <laughs> very careful with everybody, and yes, which was good yeah. to see. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very careful. Some things I wanted to say, uh, bring up in here, uh, and that that just it just fascinates me, because uh, I had watched some of your some of your reels, uh, some things mm-hmm. different shows. I think, you know, I know you can act and you do different parts, but when you walk like you own a place, like when you walk and things where you've walked in a hall, and you know the reels where they, where they have the slices of different things that you've done in there. Um, mm-hmm. it's just so cool to see. However, um, I definitely wanted to read something here that's on, if, if you don't mind. Um, mm-hmm. there were some things here from, and this is on your IMDB page. So there's some trivia, uh, let's see. Okay, oh. yeah, this was uh, Daphne appeared as a CSI detective in a series of Spanish language TV spots for Protect Your Central Coast. Uh, you mm-hmm. edited third year French reader, uh, Les, Les Yeux de Carmen. You say it, please. Les Yeux de Carmen. Okay, all right. Kenya and I are both native Atlantans, but um, <laughs> she'd probably say it better. So, My uh, Georgian. That's why the my Georgia version of that sounds nothing like that. Well, so <laughs> people are different. Let's, Kenya, let's, let's all stay open. <laughs> Kenya, don't lie. All right. And let's see. Um, it has some personal quotes. Uh, mm-hmm. Learning Russian was one of the joys of my life. I'm just sorry I didn't begin it until my junior year of college. Wow. That's mm-hmm. That's different because they – I don't know Russian, but I think they don't have – they don't use a lot of the articles that we use, do they? Oh, you know, it's a different alphabet, and um, mm. it's just um, – I just fell in love with it. I love my teach. I still remember my teachers. I still remember, you know, um, the first year we had to be in class five days a week, and mm. that was uh, – it worked because it, it. I still remember a lot, you know, from that first year. And then in the second year, we learned some poetry by um, Pushkin. And I still remember, you know, having some of the things we had to recite. It, it's it just, it, you know, it's just like music. It's just for some reason, it just grabbed me and held me. <laughs> and so anytime I get a chance to, uh, you know, chat with somebody in Russian or something, I, I it's just, an amazing, it's just in my heart, you know. I, I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where I don't know why, but. It just, uh, just really, is, I love it. That's so, yeah, that's so nice. It, 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 it just seems to broaden your world, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I, I went to, um, 
you know, they have my, my watch fixed. And, uh, no, wait, what was it? No, it was a pair of scissors at a watch repair. And I called ahead and I said, can you do this? It's just a, since you have instruments to handle tiny screws and stuff. And he said, sure, sure, bring it by. So I brought it in. And the, the guy had a very heavy Russian accent. And he was like, look at the sign. It says watch repair. We don't do scissors. And then I started speaking to him in Russian. And then he sat down and fixed my scissors. <laughs> so it was just, you know, it's like there's something so obviously about speaking to someone in their own language and it just opens yes. things up. It just, it just makes a difference. And um, that right. just was such a special experience for me. <laughs> Became friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's really nice. When you show somebody, you know, just a... There's just there's not like there's just something out there and, and foreign and alien, you know, uh, that you do know exactly where they're from and you do speak some you do speak the language. I think that that really warms people's hearts and makes them feel uh, at home with someone. A couple of other things I wanted to read some of these quotes if you don't want, and I'm just going to go through a couple of them. And then if you want to talk about one, that's fine. I'm only one of them was, "Don't back away from life, burrow in. You never know." what treasures you might discover. Um, and there's two more I wanted to read. And by the way, I've got a, I've got a message here from, okay, this is from uh, Peter in Chicago. And he said, <laughs> I already knew I was a fan. Now I'm a super fan. Now I've got to spend the rest of the week watching everything you've ever done. Well, thank you, Peter. Aww. That is so Peter, you're, so you're my first call-in person, Peter. I love you forever. <laughs> I have never had anyone call in. I didn't know how it was going to go. So now I, I can relax. Thank you so much. Aww. And, and Kenya, I told us that sometimes people will not call in here, and then afterwards they start bombarding me with messages. I go, why didn't you, why didn't you call? They go, I was busy listening, you know. And no, I thought, but, but that's good. That's so, that's so wonderful that they're just that. That they love the guests so much, they don't want to interrupt them, but they want to know about them. Exactly. So, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, here's a cool one. So, uh, when I was nine, I hung my writing crop just inside my bedroom closet door. My thought was, if an intruder should climb the stairs at night, I would whip it out and beat him into submission, saving my entire family <laughs> who would sleep on unaware. It still hangs there to this day. I like that. Well, That's it's just all true. And I I don't have anything to add to that. That's just okay. a, that was all me right. as a just, ten year old. Just That's nobody. my ten year old mind talking. But in your ten year old mind, you were thinking about your family. Your family meant that much to you that if anything happened, you it it would not happen on Daphne's watch. That's how I got it. When I read it, I thought, oh, my mm-hmm. God, she's nine years old. But she loves her family so much that she is just already thinking about if anything <laughs> is there for them. I love them. So that's how I saw it. Um, and this one, because I get some every not so much lately because I'm not around, but I've had times in the past where women jump on me, make a little comment, say, oh, your husband didn't buy you this. Why doesn't your husband buy you so-and-so? Uh, but you had this quote, I first I'm learned sorry. about apartheid in South Africa when I was a little girl. And I said to myself, I will, well, I will never wear a diamond. And as I grew older, 
I found I wasn't attracted to the look of diamonds anyway. That's right. Yes. Good for you. That is Good true. For you. I just, um, I was just thinking a second ago, I just, because um, I'm in Los Angeles, right? It's very glitzy. Right. I was just thinking how, how different people's tastes can be and, uh, you know, what, what turns on one person or, or a mass of people might be a turn off to someone else. Um, exactly. But, yeah, I felt I was very passionate <laughs> as a child, mm-hmm. as you see. So, uh, you know, so that was something I, I just thought, oh, that is just the worst thing. I will never wear that. You know what I mean? I just was like, yeah, no yeah. Way. This is just this is a it's a nightmare. It shouldn't be happening. I'm not going to yeah. support that by purchasing anything. You know, so <laughs> yeah. So when see, when, yeah, yeah. Whenever I'd have women, especially when I worked way back in the days, I used to be a snake oil hustler. Daphne. <laughs> Daphne, okay. I worked for eight. I worked Adrian Arpel. Uh, Elizabeth oh. Arden, Christian Dior, oh, Fashion Fair, um, which other ones? Oh. A whole bunch of them, okay? And, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I call it snake oil hustling. So, uh, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, cosmetic girls, they go, why doesn't your husband buy you a tennis bracelet? I don't play tennis. No, it's a diamond bracelet, <laughs> stupid. You know, I knew what it was. And then they'd be, why don't she buy you a diamond ring? And it was like, if I wanted one, he would buy me one. So, <laughs> but no. <laughs> and if you have to ask, you wouldn't get it. So. <laughs> She's oh, like, what kind of brands did you have? <laughs> what? what? Me? No, I, I said Daphne's thinking, what kind of friends did you have? No, they no, weren't I, friends. I they were cosmetic right. girls. Right, right, right. Where I work. Yeah. Oh, cosmetic yeah. co-workers. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, they're everywhere. <laughs> Some mean girls. And God bless them. God bless uh, them. God bless them, each and every one. And it may be there too, because you know sometimes we sometimes I think we all have things that we say or do or or we think, and then years later, I know I do think I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I could go back and change that or what I said to that person or what I did. So maybe they're thinking the same thing sometimes, and so you gotta just think about that and think good things. Thank God bless them. Anyway. Um, Daphne, what have you got coming up that you want to tell us about? What's your next project? What's your next your next goal? Where, what have you got for us and for you? <laughs> well, I just did. Uh, I mean, I was excited about this because, as I mentioned, I like playing characters that are, you know, um, you know, well, kind of uh, well educated and and um, yeah. So I just played a doctor in a TV movie that um, will probably be out late in the year. Um, okay. And of course, I, my doctor has a heart of gold, as do all my. My mom had a heart of gold. Everybody has a heart of gold that I've ever played, <laughs> pretty much. So <laughs> that um, is cool. Typecasting. Yeah. yeah okay. So that was. It's really fun. I, I can't wait to see how it turns out because it's a. Uh, I'm not allowed to tell you any of the details of the story, but it's um, a um, uh, romantic thriller. And there are a lot of twists and turns. It's, it's very Ooh. well written, and I was excited to, to take part. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Oh, exciting. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And as much as we want to know, we both had to sign a lot of, um, what are they called? Uh, NDAs. NDAs. Yeah, we got a stack of them. So, yeah, we know what we can't talk right. about. And right. you think nobody will know. You think that you can tell somebody, but then all of a sudden it gets to Diana Ross, and then you're dead. So, 
<laughs> so I know we don't say nothing about nothing, but that's so exciting. So when will we know? When can we know? Um, I believe it will be out in uh, the fall. And um, because it, right now there's just a working title. I can't even really tell you, you know, what the, the uh, end title is going to be. But but it, it's um, twists and turns and a very attractive lead couple and everybody, I'm sure people will really enjoy it. Sounds exciting, interesting as well. So you're, what you're mm-hmm. saying is, is that you won't be another house in this movie, huh? Did you ever watch that be... TV show House? Oh, yes, that's I've seen it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh no, no, this is a a uh, yeah, this is a um, very loving, warm, sort nice of lady. Yeah, yeah. Good. nice lady. That's exactly what the director said. You're a nice doctor lady. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me. I mean, yeah, I've heard that all good. my life. Right? <laughs> that's. I mean, that's a compliment to you. It is. I just. You know, as I say, I'd love to bust out and play an evil. Corella <laughs> 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 <Corrala> DeVille. <laughs> okay. Uh, quick, I, I know that I have run into overtime, and I, and I know you've been so generous with your time and with your stories and your talent with us, and I do, we do appreciate it. I do, Kenya, Megan, all of my listeners do. But just quickly. What was it like then for someone trained in ballet and classical piano and theory uh, Mm -hmm. to be in a hip-hop video? (laughs) Oh, cool. um, No, you know what? Because that was my first year in Los Angeles, and um, I didn't really get serious about acting until, like, uh, I don't know, like the aughts, I guess, right around 2010. It hasn't been that long. And mm-hmm. so it's my first year here, and what I was impressed with was all the, you know, the production, the staff, the directors, the producers, everybody was just so professional and so, like, um, uh, you know, they, they're really aware of, of not wasting anyone's time, and that includes, mm-hmm. you know, the talent and anyone else. And it's just so refreshing uh, after yes. after being in a smaller market, you know, just to see the way things are done around here. Um yeah, it's um, I, I you know I don't do music videos anymore, <laughs> but, but it was a, you know it was just a, something for me to start doing to just kind of get on set, see what's going on, you know, in the um, in the uh, in the industry here, and uh, you know just so impressive at, at every turn. I, I just had never witnessed that because mostly in San Francisco, it's a lot of corporate video, and I'm not knocking that, but it's just a very different standard. Um, in terms of production and in terms of um, everything else. So, um, and say hello to your lovely dog. I love dogs. <laughs> well, I'm about to go shut. I mean, uh, I'm about to go shut the door right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is all exciting. Well, that actually sounds so exciting that you got to experience that with the, um, you know, with the, uh, it, was it hip hop video? Well, it was it was shot way out, and you know, <laughs> you, you keep driving, and you're like, "Is this a trick? I mean, is there really a shootout here? I mean, it was just way, way out." And like, why um, are we this far out? Just, literally, like you know, but there's this 
you know, you can see why people choose it because it looks very, very sort of old-fashioned and everything. And, um, yeah, it's a very popular spot. Um, but, yeah, just um, really just everything is so impressive. And it's, it's interesting because most people I don't think, or most uh, consumers, you know, of popular culture probably don't think that hard about how hard the artists work and how hard the people around them are working and how, yeah. how specific everybody is and how um, almost calculating you have to be from your wardrobe to your makeup, the lighting, just every little element has to be fine-tuned. And I just don't think people probably really appreciate that. And maybe they, they don't care. They just want to see the end product. But it's amazing, you know, from 13 Reasons Why to all the sets I visited here in Los Angeles, it's just amazing um, just to see the incredible, uh, uh, you know, quality of work uh, from the artists, you know, to the crew, to the showrunners, just just everybody. It's 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 wow. Yeah, great memories, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, I had a message from from Denise, and Denise is in oh, Denise is in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, and she says, this is fantastic. You have the coolest people on your show. Uh, thank you, Daphne, for talking to us about acting and a little about your life and sharing with us, and I can't wait to see more of your work. Thank you, Denise. Oh, well, thank you, Very nice. Denise. That was a lovely, lovely sentiment. And also, mm. who I have else here? Oh, and then Peter texted back again and said, uh, because of <laughs> Ravishing Raspberry, the animated uh, series that you're in or f- feature, um, he said, I am also an animator, and um, just watch out. I'll be happy to write a series for you. So, <laughs> oh, oh boy, <laughs> hey Peter. All right, he has he has oh, done a lot of work. Well, yeah, I just think he's because on I've noticed on on some social media, he's you know Kathy Ireland's a fan of some of his work. So I said, okay, well, all right, but <laughs> it could be good. I well, look forward to it. Right. Thank that's you. That's lovely. That's lovely. And here. James in Phoenix, Arizona, said. Another winner. I liked Daphne before when I saw her. I like her work even more and like her more now. I'm a huge fan. Well, thank you, James. Oh, that's lovely. And that is why people come on talk shows. I was like, what is it going to feel like for people to call in? Is it going to be scary? Is it going to be? And now I'm like, oh, this is lovely. compliments. <laughs> I think I can handle this. <laughs> yes. I have been. So, You're natural. You know, fortunate. Kenya and I both with our shows, we have both been so fortunate and so blessed because we have wonderful guests that, uh, that come on the show that agree like you. Um, like I said, when Arden Marine was on before, just before the show, I go, I can't believe you on my podcast. And she goes, well, you did ask me, remember? And after that, I was like, okay, I got to quit saying that to people. <laughs> Daphne, can't believe you're on here. You don't remember asking me? Is it Alzheimer's? You know what? So, uh, yeah, we've been very fortunate. We've been very blessed to have excellent guests. You know, because my guests, remember, like I think I told you, run from actors and musicians to NASA, um, rocket science. And there's a lot of women doing that, too, now being rocket scientists at NASA that we're going to have on later on this year. But, and Girl, I'm just so rule lucky. the world. Sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Girls I know. Girls rule the world. Girls rule the world. Well, wait, no, really, though. How long have you, have you known each other since childhood or since, like, high school? No, we actually met in the summer. Well, i got to say this now before Kenya tells something weird about me. Uh, we met in the summer of 1999. And oh, I went to work at temp job somewhere and she was working there i was and, a kid worker they were it was child labor it was child labor okay <laughs> it was a child labor law being broken i'm sorry i forgot jeez keep you sorry sore. so anyway yes yes uh her her grand her, her mother used to bring her into work and make her sit there to death and um i think i worked there for four years and gone and then she left not long after well they told us both to leave but you know but anyway we left. <laughs> it was it was layoffs it was like a com- company merger so and layoffs. <laughs> but we but so we both quit working there 2004 2005 but we have stayed friends ever since we've done projects <laughs> together we've had fun together we've traveled together we've had adventures yeah. Oh, the adventures we've had. Uh, I even have two grandchildren with her. <laughs> when you share, you share it all. Well, you started on me. So, uh, uh, Daphne, what happened was we were on the way to, um, I don't know, you know, Clark, you probably, I'm sure you've heard of Clark Atlanta University in Georgia. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay. And they have a great radio, jazz radio station. And I have been listening to them for years. I have been helping them with their uh, fundraisers for a year for the radio station. And they were the first station to ever play my CD and let me, and I've performed live there, but I've been helping with some. And so I was going to go be a guest on somebody else's show during fundraising season. Um, and I don't know why we did, but Kenya and I went together because we were going to go to dinner. And I said, well, why don't you just go with me to WCLK and hang out during the show? And in the studio with me. And we did. And uh, on the way, she said, oh, by the way, both my kids are going to give me a grandchild about the same time in uh, about seven months from now. And you are now officially the other grandmother because I can't do this by myself. (laughs) (laughs) To tell you that my kids, literally, they didn't do this together, but they – Everything they they are so close in age. They're only eleven months apart, and they're oh, only okay. two. But uh-huh. when they they just have always done everything together, and when they told me together that with their partner <laughs> that they were having a baby, first of all, I, I'm too young to be a grandmother, but that's beside the point. That was the point. <laughs> How are you guys telling me this at the same time? So that was, that was a shocker. So I had to share it with my bestie, and we share everything. That's right. And and old people like me, we like to be useful. So, And they called me abuela. Uh-huh. So they call you? Yeah, she, she's their abuela. <laughs> I'm abuela. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Do you have children? I do not. No, I am not. Um, I'm not lucky enough. <laughs> neither did I. I got two I can okay. share with you. We share them all. <laughs> <laughs> neither do I. I'm bringing it with Daphne, but I, got, I don't have children, but I have grandchildren. So. 
Daphne, I have enjoyed just talking to you. You have a beautiful, a beautiful laugh. It really is yes, just does. a really beautiful laugh. So it's oh, nice meeting you. you. <laughs> I'm just hoping I'm not laughing too much and not talking enough. But I guess oh okay. no, <laughs> you're perfect. 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 Daphne, you're perfect. Now oh, we're, you're perfect, and I am grateful again for your time and and being a, a, a guest. And got one more question to ask. Oh, Go ahead and ask it, Kenya. I'm sorry. I'll let you ask it. Will she come back? <laughs> that, that's that's the question. That's the question. <laughs> Ladies, I would die for a chance to be in your company, even for five minutes. Uh, you guys are amazing and inspiring and you know, friendships that last that long are to be celebrated. I, I just, I congratulate you both. That is the truth. There's always room in the genie bottle. Always, always, always <laughs> room in the genie bottle. Yeah, you know, even when Dave, um, I was, I was trying to give Daphne all my credit so that she would feel like, okay, I can do this podcast. You know, it's, it's, I'll do it. Yeah, I got to give her all my proof and credit. So I'm going, Dave Cos. Arden Marie, you know, they were trying to name all these people. So please come, Daphne. Other cool people are on it. So, uh, And she's yeah, cool herself. You so Jennifer is pretty cool, isn't she? Yeah. And you're yes, going to have yes, to. Just... Oh, no, no. you were saying? Who's that? No, no, no. Okay. So, okay. Uh... So. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you, you okay you over there, honey? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm gonna have to sit. I'm gonna have to text out for some water. But here's the thing, Kenya um, and Daphne, you are such an immensely talented woman, and you have also proven that it's not only hard work that creates success, but that you don't have to be an shall we say, unkind person. You don't have to claw your way up. And I've known a lot. You know, people like That's Dave right. Cause, he's big on gratitude and treating people well. And ever since the show, mm-hmm. I noticed how he talks about the people, the musicians and the crew on tour with him and even the mm-hmm. all the technical people, you know, all the kind things. You know, you sometimes it's just, as I, as I try to tell my clients when they, uh, you know, before you go to a book signing, when you do this, Treat people the way you want to be treated, and, and it's going to help you a lot more than you think it will. Uh, so we're going to be, Kenya and I are going to be waiting and waiting and waiting and watching to see this new project where you are the nice lady doctor. We are, <laughs> this is so cool, and we're looking forward to it, and then we will, uh, then we'll talk to everybody about it, so. Thank you. Is there anything you wanted to say that me and my big mouth didn't give you a chance to say or anything you want to talk, uh, tell people uh, to where to find out more about you? Oh, right. Well, um, everybody's welcome to visit me on Instagram at the Daphne O'Neill because someone had already taken Daphne O'Neill. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's where you'll you'll find, you know, inspirational quotes and stuff about the industry, but also just nature photos because it's so beautiful here in Los Angeles. And so I invite everybody to join me, follow me, whatever, whatever suits. Um, it really is just sort of a celebration of life over there. Yes. All right. Beautiful. So cool. Okay. 
And uh, so that's it. And, of course, I'm going to remind everybody to, as I always do, be good to yourself, be good to each other. And I am grateful for and every person that listens and comes on the show. Thank you so much. And, of course, I'm going to close out with my motto, everybody's got to swing. You know that one, Kenya. I know it. Yes. Nice meeting you, Daphne. Bye-bye. And can you contest, if, if you want a copy of this CD with Everybody's Got the Swing, just send me a message. I'll get it to you. But remember, I've only got 800 left in the basement, so um, <laughs> so don't don't just, you know, and if you don't like it, it makes a great coaster or a cat toy. And you've heard it on Stop. WCLK. All right. Stop. I love you, ladies. Thank you. Daphne O'Neill, thank you so much. And, uh, be back here, folks, next week. Bye. You never know. Okay. Thank you very much, Kathy. Thank you, Virginia. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.